Hello, welcome to the Love Rosie podcast, the show discussing the 2014 film Love Rosie, five minutes at a time, with Ellen Asprey and Luke Allen. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Ellen Asprey. Hello. <laughs> and we're here to talk about minutes... I don't know what minutes, give me a moment. You know what, I was something. so confused. I started watching the wrong episode and I was I was writing notes for it and I was like, oh, I've already done this one. Oops. <laughs> it's right. kind of bad. I downloaded it, I think, uh, 46 through 50. Okay. okay. Minutes 46 through 50 of Love Rosie. What do we have? Uh, like 40 minutes left? Uh, we're Maybe coming just... up to... I think we're about halfway, I think. So yeah, pretty much. I swear we reached halfway ages ago. Um, I can check right now. Um, We'll cut this all out and it'll sound lovely and smooth. Uh, There are 103 minutes in Love, Rosie, so we're not yet halfway. Okay. But those last three are end credits, so who knows. So how many many is that? That's, let me think. So we're on episode 11, but that's including the interview episode, so that's... Hang on, the easiest thing I'll be to count from here, including today's yeah, episode, we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 more. Oh, oh, oh I said 6. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. You know what? I got a good grade at math, but I don't want to go back there, so. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my thoughts exactly. My sister at the moment is revising for like her maths mock at the GCSE. Wait, is she not thing. finished GCSEs yet? No, she's my sister's. Oh, she's nine. not in here, is she? Oh. She's my sister's fourteen. So ah, oh, worst year. Yeah, and well, it was it's like... the best year, best year, but like worst because she's gonna have to sit her actual GCSEs. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Whereas, like, I was looking at her like thing, and I was like, oh, I did GCSE maths, and I did really well at that. And so I went to look at it, and I was like, it oh. appears my brain has decided to erase everything. Yeah, I think that's what my exams. my brain's done. To be honest, I'll be honest. I haven't. I actually at liked it. a lot of maths. No, I hated it. It was the worst thing possible for me. Even I, I, liked I wasn't the prob- even that I liked bad. The problem. So I, I liked when you got into the exam, and you had those like big questions where there were so many different ways you could work it out. That's I quite thing, right. That. I know. I know. I I would get them wrong. No, don't get me wrong. I was. I had quite a good grade, but like in the exam, I would sit there and I would think I was so smart, and I would be writing it. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do so well, and then I'd come out and I'd get like, what? I mean, a B's good, but. You know, you know. Um, so, love Rosie. Um, yeah, that's how she'd get onto it. We have a cleaning lady. What you want? For her to think we're a pair of f**k-ups? It's exactly what we are. And, he, and then we, that's the end of the scene. That's, that's, that's it. it. And the thing is, this is a point where I'm just like... Go away, Sally. No one likes you. No one wanted you in the film. You're just there. You're just a filler mm. at this point. We don't want you there. Go. Yeah, leave. at this point, it's very clear that they were like, we don't want you to like Sally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't. And I fall, I fell for it. <laughs> yeah. and I, As I do I with like, most films. I like Alex's self-deprecating response to her as well. Like, that's exactly what we are. Because that is so in tune with Alex's character. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we had the scene earlier where fairy godmother, you don't look the part, mate. Like he's he's he, that is Alex's level of banter, and I love mm-hmm. that that's consistent even in these like exposition. Yeah. Moments. Do you think that is just Sam, Clapping? Uh, I think part of it. I think because some of I those lines given to other actors wouldn't seem as 
fun and sweet. Yeah. They seem just actually quite horrible. Because <laughs> I, I feel like that's kind of his personality. He's just acting as himself, just amplified a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, also, can you hear any background noise that's really, really loud? Because if you Not can, really, no. Are you sure? Are you, would you be able to get rid of it? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just, I'm worried. L- last episode, you were talking for ages about, oh no, the TV's on, and then, oh no, someone's having a shower. I couldn't hear a single thing. It was oh, okay. Like... It's because I over I overworry because it's so loud in my house, and I can hear it so well right now. It's often the Maybe little things isn't... that you don't think will be picked up that are, and then the things that you expect would be aren't. Yeah, I feel like you can probably hear my chair cracking too all the time, which very sounds really weird. But it's fine. You know, it's fine. You can assume what that is, whatever, but it is my chair. Just saying. Any noise that takes place when you're not talking, I can cut out without anyone noticing. So Great. Yeah, but it's the fact that you have to hear it. It's just uncomfortable, isn't it? It's weird. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm used to it. I've had Wait. so much worse. Because with, with two minutes about time, every guest we had on, we did... <laughs> Sorry, I'm now I'll be annoyed. Uh, <laughs> with two minutes about time, every guest we had on, I had them record local audio. And so there were so many different people who'd never recorded local audio that was so messy. I bet they were like my first one for the Love Actually one. Uh, your, your, your Love Actually one wasn't that bad, to be fair. Uh, so, um, do, I mean, do we have much to say about this thing with Alex and Sally? Because it's, it's like very short. Mm, no, other than I hate her and I don't <laughs> want her to be in the film. Mm. In all honesty. I, I I found out that she's in Chalet Girl, but I don't remember her being she is, what I've seen. Who, she's the blonde one that always has the... Oh, her yeah, head. yes. Why is it that everything I see her in, I don't realise it's her? <laughs> like, I'm such I a fan of her in Keeping the... Mum. But yeah. it's just, I do not seem to recognise her in anything else. Weird. Uh, which I Weird. guess means she's a very versatile actor. So, shout out to Tamsin Edgerton. So uh, we then cut to Rosie and Katie on the beach, where once again the score and that motif. The I quite like how the again. beach comes back quite a lot. Yeah, I think it's. I didn't I mean, remember I it being so present that it's quite nice. <laughs> like this but i i don't get it i don't get why it's in there i mean no, it's, it's quite cute yeah but this to me um this doesn't feel improvised this feels very very staged whereas the montage the montage we get later on with rosie and alex i don't i think and believe is entirely improvised but i think possibly because they've got a child involved that to just be like hey we're in. i don't know it's just certain deliveries from I'm katie sure. about i've got sand in my eyes and stuff like that like when she says that 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 sounded very acted to me yeah uh, but i might have just been in a really cynical mood when i wrote my notes interesting see i didn't really pick up on that um um, no, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't um, know. I don't, I don't even... Sorry, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> um, so then uh, Rosie gets a text. I dreamt that I was an arrow. The little metal bit right at the tip of an arrow. Whizzing through the air. 
And uh, I, I'm assuming See, you have I a problem with this. I find this bit, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I just don't like the texting, but then also, what, why? An arrow shooting through the And then the, the, okay, cool. the voice over. And then the and then the voiceover. It's just cringy, unneeded. I feel like they wanted Alex's dreams to be like a recurring theme in the film, but it didn't work for me at all. Like it, it felt like they set either. it up, and yeah. and then it it maybe gets you you have it you have it at the very start, uh, you know when they're kids. You then have him talking to Sally. Oh, I always have dreams like that. And you have this, and as far as I remember, his dreams don't come back after this. Hello, Luke from Editing here, and I'd just like to make a point of something I completely forgot to mention when bringing up this uh, about Alex's dreams, which is that the the main ending of the film does involve him talking about a dream. So, kind of apologies for that. Um, I still don't feel it works, but I felt like that it was worth me acknowledging that yes, it does come back. Yeah, I'm, I don't. No, they don't. When when's his first one? It's just when they're kids and he talks about how he was. Yeah, exactly. Um, on it's the not boat. even. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah, it's it's Weird. a shame because if it were given a little more presence, it mm-hmm. could work really well. But you got the text, and then you've got the voiceover where he says, "I yeah, dreamt I was an arrow." But and then then you have the actual dream itself. Come on, I dreamt I yeah. was an arrow shooting. And the also, sky. okay, cool. It, this just doesn't seem like how Alex speaks now as no, well. No, no, like, exactly. I dreamt and I was an arrow, the little metal it. bit right at the tip of the arrow, whizzing through the air, and it's just... And her know. response? Yeah, Don't worry about... What did it feel like or something? Oh, yeah, what does it feel like? And then she says afterwards, um, she says something about, Don't worry, you always have those. It's just weird. Yeah. So he said, yeah, he said weird, and she said, don't worry, you always have dreams like that, smiley That's face. That's weird. That's so uh, yeah, weird. Yeah, it is. It's, it's... it's only weird because they're not... I don't know, they don't really speak anymore, really. Yeah, it's even with how close they were, the fact that they haven't spoken in ages mm-hmm. for him to just be like, I know what I'm going to tell Rosie, I'm going to tell her about being an arrow. But does she, I don't like, even think he says that. He, I think he just says, I had a dream. Yeah, it's I just was, there's, there's, it wasn't even like a hi. Or how I you had, doing? I Haven't spoken in a while. Yeah, like I ha- I've had a weird dream. It was actually I had a dream. I was whizzing, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so strange. Um, and then uh, and then we 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 cut to the airport. Mm-hmm. We're back once again. Once again, it's a very very round circle film. Do you know what I mean, it's very back and forth. Wait, wait, I don't. Not a circle. It's a line, isn't it? But you know what I'm talking about. What have you told the poor brat that you're coming home with a dad? No. Just because he sent me a ticket, I've got no expectations. Well, good. Because he's got a girlfriend. Although, you know, it's funny. Her name didn't come up once. Yeah, well, Katie's mature enough to know that when it comes to men, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, Katie also knows that something must have triggered his sudden enthusiasm to see her mum, who, by the way, knows him better than anyone and is clearly the best person to judge. Oh, and, uh... And can I just say, I feel really sorry for Katie because clearly yeah. at the moment she's going through a complex of wondering who her father is. The policeman, now mm-hmm. Alex. Like It's like Rosie's clearly not giving her answers, which it yeah. makes sense given the circumstance in which she was but then also it You seems don't go like... about telling a child that. Yeah, exactly. But, but it also kind of makes me think that Rosie 
as a mum, is giving her false hope. Yeah. I'm going to see Alex, but Casey thinks that they're going to be a family. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the fact that there's this whole exchange about like, well, Katie thinks that, and Katie, I don't, I find that so kind of humorous and human that I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah. you know, speaking on behalf of Katie. Yeah. I also think it's a real shame that Katie wasn't coming with them, but you know. Yeah, I think so too. You'd think Alex would buy her tickets too. Yeah, and it's just, if that was said. You know, could you come over and not bring Kate or something? Then you'd see why Rosie gets her false hope and there could be like something there. But the idea that Rosie chooses not to bring Katie, that seems very forward for Rosie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Maybe that's where the false hope came from. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Um, And then, uh, and then Ruby says, oh, and, uh, and offers Rosie some condoms, which she does not take. (laughs) That's quite funny. But, I, yeah. I, I actually love her. Yeah, Ruby's in it, like, I think a surprisingly small amount of the film, but she's just so likeable. But she's also such a strong character, you don't really notice that she's not there. Mm. Not not in, like, a mean way. As in, like, when she's when she's there, she's so strong that it kind of fills. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think we're going to find the same with Phil. But also... I don't think we actually mentioned directly that um, the actress who plays Ruby, Jane Winstone, her dad is a very, very well-known actor, Ray Winstone. Really? Like he's like one of England, one of Britain's most prolific stage and film actors. I don't think I've seen anything he's been in. To be fair, but he's no, a name I've known, yeah, and and then I read somewhere that that they that yeah that they're related. Oh, now I see he was in Cats. Never mind. Uh, we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen that, and I'm proud of that. At some point, I'm definitely going to get you to watch Cats, though. It's 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 an experience. It's it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think it's, I watched, it's like, the one you'd have to watch with few. people in person. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. And kind of cringe together. Because I yeah, because I think how we did the room was difficult, like over the phone. Like, mm. it, yeah. whereas I think Cats is a little different anyway because it's supposed to be kind of silly. So the fact that it's silly but done badly is so mm-hmm. awful. But I also think it's one that you have to watch with a few friends. Um, so Rosie meets Alex at the airport. The hug is so weird. Yeah. I said weird so much in this episode because it's so weird, strange. Well, maybe maybe this episode can be called weird. <laughs> Literally, honestly, it's it's so Yeah, the, the hug is weird. I'm looking at it now. It's it's very odd. The way she just wraps her legs around him like that. I don't I don't know. It's not that's very not... very trusting. Like yeah. you know, an un- the unexpected weight of a human being. Yeah. Is, 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 like, uh, I mean, I'll, I have quite a few boys that are best friends, and I wouldn't do that. I would only hug no. them normally, but I wouldn't hug yeah. them like that. Facing mm. us a bit. Yeah, it, it does seem odd. Intimate, um, intimate. Although I, I think it's the poster, isn't it? Um, or one no, of the it's posters. not. 
Is it there's, on the there's the one of there's the one of them both. Hang on, let me find it. No, I think it. it's just I think it's her leg like in a kind of flicked up. Oh yeah, that's true. Never mind. Um, and then uh, we cut into a, a party uh, where a song called "Crazy" by Michelle Bell mm-hmm. is playing. I think it was really hard to figure out what this song was, uh, but I believe it's. Uh, it's Ask actually, Alexa. I tried and it didn't know. Really said i don't know this or like cannot recognize this one so then i went through the list of the soundtrack and it was one of the songs on there but i couldn't find it on youtube i couldn't find it anywhere else but in the order of which songs play it was after the last one that i had listed so i'm assuming it is Um, I like this party. Obviously, I've not been to parties of this scale, but this feels very real, mm-hmm. I think. It feels very kind of raw and manic. Again, the music isn't playing in this shot, probably, until afterwards. So they're just dancing. Mm. Just dancing without music and just... It's cringe. I'm and just so immature. And we meet Jonathan. Jonathan. Who uh, we thought... Just in this one. We thought yeah, was... It was Herb. Nick. Um... Herb. 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 Yeah, when I was when we were skimming through this, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I I was like, is that Herb? And then like, I, when I went to make notes for this, I was like, oh, he literally says I'm Jonathan. Yeah. And I was like, never mind. Yeah. walk off doesn't come back multiple issues with this first of all i don't believe that anyone's so stupid as for someone to say i'm a mum to go is that a drama thing uh that's true and also rosie has a job why is what do you do does she not say like hotel secretary maybe she just wasn't interested she uh, yeah, and, and, may, and maybe she's using being a mother as a deterrent yeah, exactly. to stop men I hitting mean, she on could her. Do. But uh, then, more likely than not, it's the first thing that came to her mind. Yeah, which is sweet in some way, but it's just, this whole exchange yeah. is so brief, doesn't move mm-hmm. into anything yeah. of significance, and so it just annoyed me. Um, no, I, I, I think I can see why it annoys Going in depth into this, like I, I love. We know how much we both love Love Rosie. Like it's a mm-hmm. lovely, lovely film. But going in depth, there are so many things that just annoy me. <laughs> that it's, no, I agree. There's so much stuff. I mean, it's not the it's not it's not the most perfect film. No, but I yeah, think a, a good film's on only one where like the bad the bad things. No, sorry, the good things like outbalance the bad. So um, the good things do outbalance the bad. I'm going to. This is going to sound really weird. Um, I said a thing on Two Minutes About Time a long while ago, yeah. uh, which I was really, really proud of, which was like a speech about how important like, light-hearted rom-coms are during depressing times. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can't remember my speech, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insert a clip here, maybe. 
I love the Kubrick, Tarantino, Edgar Wright, all these other... Like, I've, I've got no problem with these major films that everyone likes. I understand why they're such great films. But at the end of the day, if I want a film where I don't have to focus so much on, oh, wow, look at these artsy camera angles or look at what they've done there. I want a film that, that feels like a warm hug. I'll go to a Richard Curtis rom-com. And I think, especially at this current time, we don't want to watch dark, gruesome horror films about the end of the world. We want a film that's a warm hug. And that's what this country needs now, is films like About Time, films like Notting Hill, films like Four Weddings, films which you can just watch and go, how wonderful is the life that we're living? How great are all these little things that we can appreciate? And just feel the comfort of these situations and i just i think now's a better time than ever anyway that that, that was agree. a bit ott but I think no i completely was... agree because m- most agree. of my most of my lockdown was cringy rom-coms <laughs> like it was just i'll be honest i think mine was too i think that was because actually no i don't even know well, I, I knew I wanted to go into film kind of at the beginning. I think we've spoken about this so many times. Yeah. And I didn't actually get into like proper artsy films until, what, a few months ago? And is that weird? That's probably weird, isn't it? Because it's like you want, you've known for a while, but then also you haven't. I don't know. Yeah. Tangent. Well, like, yeah, you, you've kind of jumped ahead of me on artsiness. <laughs> like, I, 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 I've got a long list of ones I want to do, but I'm still... I'm still kind of in that mental state where I'm like, give it a couple more months, and then I'm yeah. like, I'll, I'll feel good. But um, I think it's because I also have the mindset that I want to be able to appreciate them more. So when I watch yeah. them, it's kind of, it's not forced. I wouldn't. It's not forced at all. But it's kind of I do focus more because I want to appreciate it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Not I in think a forced one way. Of, one of the other reasons I've postponed them is I want to appreciate them at the right time. Yeah. And it feels that's why I haven't and, gotten to the next one, which is Stalker. In type yeah, and it's like I'm just like I'm gonna wait Fiction. until I'm in like a properly good. Yeah, no, I think you situation. definitely have to be in the right, not mindset because mindset is kind of when you watch comedies and stuff. Yeah, but when yeah. you've got to be in the right, right frame yeah. of mind to fully focus. Well, to to, fully... to absorb something yeah, as exactly. art and not just as entertainment. Well, exactly. It's, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Love Rosie, um, which was I think what we were talking about at some point today. Um, yeah, I think that I think we a... do a podcast on it, but I'm not quite mm. sure. I mean, it's it's really debatable as to whether the podcast's about Love Rosie at all. Um, so um, it's. And then just like picks him up and, <laughs> and throws him in the pool, and yep. I really like it. I, I, I like this Alex. Moment. Like he's so bullied. Yeah, but also it felt like genuine banter. I think. Do you think? Like, I, fe- I felt I, like it, didn't, it, was it didn't feel like they were being nasty. I don't know. I think so. I and then I think because they checked first whether he had his phone or his car keys. Oh, did they? Because they went sell car keys like before they picked him up. So it was almost a, like, we don't want to cause any actual okay. damage. I don't notice um, that. And then I think but, he goes to, Rosie goes to help him up. And then she yeah, and then he pulls, pulls her in. Yeah. Which I like, but then we reach something which I really don't like. <laughs> 
way too hot right now. <laughs> okay. So you know how when she's there wet with her wet t-shirt, he says you're looking way too hot right now, right? Yeah. So there's a real tired trope in rom-coms of characters only realising their attraction to their romantic partner in the film. Yeah. Or their romantic interest whilst they're in a state of undress. Yeah. And that, and I felt like Love, Rosie could do better than that. Because mm-hmm. yes, we've seen that Alex has some feelings for Rosie, but mm-hmm. this is like a moment where he blatantly says, you're looking way too hot right now. Like It's, it's one of and the first times of... he's openly felt it. Yeah, yeah and that's kind of it, like... It yeah. reminded me of, um, of In Love Actually, Colin Firth's character with um, alongside which, the Portuguese girl. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he yeah. only falls in love with her when she takes her clothes off to go swimming. Okay, like yeah. it's that that's Weird. such a trope in rom coms where it's like yeah. this is lust, not love. <laughs> and yeah, I thought Love Rose. I guess could do both better, could link. And I didn't like it. I mean, both do. They, link, they like... could link, and each each on their own. If Love Rosie did this and it wasn't used in any other rom-coms, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. But it's, it's the fact that it's it's such a trope where I was like, I'd I'd watch the rest of this film, think thus up to this point, going Love Rosie stands out from what other rom-coms are doing, mm-hmm. and then I go, oh no, they fall into this trope. Yeah, and it's and that Brid- it just, it's that um, Bridget D- Jones scene as well that kind of yeah. Holds it's like it there's just a, a few bit. moments where it's like, oh, they're not quite fitting in. Yeah. Um. And I I understand how written down this works, and in any other film it works, and within this film it works, but it shouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know I don't, whether that makes. See, half I it. don't mind this bit, and I think I think I do see where you're coming from, where he hasn't shown any interest in her at, up until you know she's you know. Well, think about it. The only other time that he felt awkward and was clearly uncomfortable and, like, infatuated by Rosie was her talking about her breasts. What do you think? Boobs are natural or pushed up? In or out? Well, uh, I mean, it it depends. Is is it for dancing or is it... it, um, Yeah. Those are the two points in which Alex has shown his attraction to Rosie. But then and it is it purely is, it, the thing is it sexual. is about yeah, but it is though, isn't it? Well, it it is yeah, but it's I I think rom coms can especially rom com from a, from the female perspective like Rosie mm-hmm. I love Rosie is it shows so much as to how she's in love with Alex through all of what he is you know and then his personality the, yeah. and his looks seem to be quite far down like it doesn't feel like a schoolgirl yeah. crush it feels like love this feels like a schoolboy crush yeah no i agree i agree with that yeah um but i i, I do yeah mm, that's an awkward one once actually. again it's one line which i think in watching it all the way through like you don't even twig but while i was yeah. writing my notes i was just thinking come on love rosie <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i understand your point that makes sense so uh, we then um, cut to the montage, if, if we're ready for that, which I really like. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I I, I think it's. I'm like normally a little bit, the film. a bit iffy with montages, uh, but I don't mind it. 
I am so pro montage. It's well, I mean, it is in your film. Unstable. So. In, in a stable, yes, yeah. So it makes technically two. No, I guess it's not two montages. Yeah, there's one montage in Unstable. I did a montage. I did a tiny montage in Command Denominator. The only good bit of the sixteenth minute was a montage. Um, so yeah, I really. Like I, I'm obviously not bringing your films down, but sometimes. Obviously, this is not about your films. You can bring my films down. No, but it's not about your films. It's sometimes montages can look tacky. Oh, yeah, but I think Love Rosie gets them right most of the time because they actually yeah, I like, don't, convey I something. I didn't really think... I, I sound so stupid. This is going to make me sound so oblivious to everything. But when I was watching it, I didn't really acknowledge the fact that it was a montage because it didn't really seem like one. It was quite a, no. quite a um, hidden montage, I would say. And Maybe. that's what we want. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's I, think, what we... I think that works nicely. And I think I think for Love Rosie being a film which takes place over like twelve years, yeah, you have to have montages. Yeah, and they they make it work. I mean, it's a montage of an afternoon. Like it's not like it's an extremely long passage of time. Mm-hmm. But it it's it. I think it's so great. We have a song called Song of uh, Song of Sam, which was written and performed by Elliot Smith and released in April of two thousand. <laughs> And we just hear them chatting and random stuff we hear, which is like, you stink, I stink. You, and then you, you haven't bathed. And then I, and then he says bananas at one point. I don't know why. And then they go, all right, yeah. one, two. And he, I'm not going to read all of it, but they, they, they just, they have a lot of exchanges. Yeah. Um, And I, I really like it. I And I'm I pretty nice. sure I... Very friendshipy I, though. And it also seems like they're in East. It doesn't seem like they're in Boston. They're more East to me. Like Asia. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it was—it would have been Toronto. Yeah, because they're backpacking. Yeah. I think. Mm. Well, he's got a backpack, and that's kind but of. But I think I think it's—I think they were just out for the day. Yeah, no. They but I know I know were, what you mean. It it doesn't look like what we think yeah. Boston looks like. But then also, um, where they are in kind of the street, and then also they get um, fortune cookies. It doesn't. Yeah. You know that's more. Asian. I, I think it must be a ch- it must be a Chinatown or something. I think I read or heard somewhere that all of this was improvised, but I don't know where I got you, it. From. You mentioned that earlier, Sweeper. Yeah, and you—you uh, you brought See. my own film into this. I'm reading my notes that I made a couple of days ago, and I literally wrote the words kind of similar to what I did with Unstable. <laughs> I'm giving myself too much credit there, um, <laughs> but but it was—it was a thing which I think was so powerful and probably one of the better parts of Unstable, uh, yeah. which was I literally just pointed the camera at the actors and went. Go and act happy and romantic. That was all I said. And I was like, just do with that what you will. Yeah. I think sometimes and... that can be quite difficult, especially mm. for actors, because obviously they're not too familiar with each other. They're not in love yeah. either. Well, when um, when Helen was interviewed um, about Unstable at the premiere, um, she said about how like that was a, like a highlight and something that she found quite effective 
Did you guys have good chemistry like on set and stuff? Was it easy to I play here? I think we did. I think we did. Um, in fact, there's there's a scene that's partly in the trailer as well, so I can talk about it. Which um, it's a bit more of like a montage, and Alex just absolutely took me through that. Um, there was no, we forgot the camera was there completely. We were just messing around on bridges. We were just running towards swings, and we were just having fun. Yeah. It just so happened that they were following behind us with a camera, and it, I think it. So with um, we get this lovely montage. They're just being happy, and uh, they ask to switch fortune cookies. Mm -hmm. And then um, the main bit of dialogue we get is Rosie at the end, and she says, "Strange to think I could have lived here and been part of it, but I don't regret Katie. You know, I mean, how could I? She's." She's the most amazing kid. <laughs> and we cut, we finish there. I think that's so that's, cute. That's like 50 minutes. And that's it. it. That's the five minutes. That's the five minutes. And I love the wow. shot with the, with like the sun behind them and, oh, and the lens flare. It's, yeah, I like that bit. It's so great. Seems a bit off but, yeah. from the film though, the rest of the film again. Yeah, there've been a few lens flares throughout. It definitely it does. It does feel a little bit out of place, but yeah. also this this screen grab was used in a load of publicity as well. I think. True, I think it was. Um, so for for that reason, they didn't underuse it, so it feels a bit more valid in that way. Mm -hmm. That it's like, oh, it's supposed to be a monumental moment, so maybe the fact that it's shot differently means something. Mm -hmm. um, let us know, Christian, if you're listening. Email us. Um, At the Love Rosie yeah, yeah, loverosiepod at gmail dot com. Mm -hmm. That's that's those minutes of Love Rosie. Do we do we have anything more to say about these? Um, no, I don't think I do. To be fair, I mean there wasn't really much to say for this one. I don't think. To be honest, but other than there was a few iffy bits, but other than that, pretty pretty average. So Ellen. What's your film of the week? Well, I was just talking to Luke about the film I watched, which was Raya. I think it's Raya. Raya and the, Raya and the Lost Dragon. And I think, I mean, I just said that I cried about it, over it. Um, I mean, it's very typical. Everything gets resolved, obviously, blah, blah, blah. But it's quite an easy, fun watch if you're wanting a Disney film that gives you a bit of happiness with the Disney logo coming on the screen. So for some reason, there's something about that. You know, the very beginning, yeah, when the Disney castle comes on, there's just something about that. I watched Finding Nemo this week, so yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> so yeah, just go go get your top on Disney films. That's all I'm saying. Because I think yeah, it's go, needed go at it. this time. I don't know why. Because I think my one is going to be the exact opposite of a Disney film. <laughs> okay, never mind. But, then don't go watch but, Disney uh, films. Uh, but but watch both. Um, and sorry, continue your point. I, just, I think I cut you off there. No, that was it. That was all I had to say. Yep. Oh, also, Loki. Loki? Loki. Yeah, I say Loki, but it's Loki, isn't it? I've heard good things. Once again, I do need to actually delve into Marvel wait, eventually. Wait, is it, is it Loki uh, or Loki? Loki. Loki is what I've he heard yeah, people it's, say, it's but I'm literally the last person to ask. I'm such an idiot. Sometimes I call him Loki. Oh, my friends make fun of me for that. Um, but their new series has come out of that, so I'll probably give that a watch, even though, you know, Marvel's a bit, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, so my film of the week is a movie called Outlawed, 
which was made by a great friend of mine, Adam Collins. Uh, there's like a load of fascinating stuff about like the, it being a passion project that took him like five years to make, and he self-funded it, and it's all that. And it's just, it's just a fun action movie. Yes, like, it's, like, it's a proper like shoot 'em up movie set in Nottingham, which is just weird conceptually, but works so well on screen that like I I really really enjoyed it but no i i watched it on a road while i was on the road trip and i felt like that was the perfect zone to just be like oh it's just a proper like fun action movie i guess we move on to our question of the week question of the week what is the worst accent attempt you've you've seen across film and tv i think i read that wrong it's fine i worded it weird um i, just, I was gonna say I you had a little bit have a little bit so yeah what's what is the worst accent attempt uh, across okay so we've had Ke- Keanu Reeves English accent in Dracula um wait we I don't even that I can't even read out that name mattress yes. oatmeal uh, yeah mattress oatmeal I, yeah friend of the show mattress oatmeal um, yep I've seen many strange things already bloody wolves chasing me through some blue inferno um and then chelsea i love amelia clark but her doing an american accent in terminator is cringy you were sent to protect me by john connor the leader of the resistance my son i yeah it wasn't great but it was i liked i liked terminator genesis um and then rice by daylight aka alex has put how to build a girl beanie fled Fledstein? Fledstein? Feldstein. I have no idea. Feldstein. Accent sucked. Did I say that right? Don't know. I, I have no idea, but I've Feld. never seen the movie, but I'll, I'll trust Feld. you on that, Alex. Feldstein. I'm Johanna Morgan. I have an interview for the job. Did you think my writing was good? Um, I don't even know what that Alice, is. <laughs> over, on, over on Facebook, Alice Lauren says the worst accent was Channing Tatum in the second Kingsman movie. Um, really interesting which is interesting because obviously so alice is american so i think especially to us as british people watching them an american doing another american accent i feel like it's not a big difference she always told me us southerners get our good manners from the british i was thinking ain't that a pity y'all ain't keeping nothing for yourself like it's just kind of uh yeah but i don't know and then she said, she, uh, she said, I feel like Halle Berry had an accent too. I don't know. If she did, it sucked. Uh, <laughs> which is, Fair. Yeah. I'm sensing that Alice is not a fan of the uh, second Kingsman movie. Apparently which not. Which I quite liked. Are you, are you, are like you a Kingsman, Kingsman fan? I like Kingsman. Carol says, Dick Van Dyke's attempt in Mary Poppins always springs to mind. Not that I could do any better, lol. <laughs> Except you could, Carol. You're British. Um, <laughs> therefore, you're instantly better. But, but yeah. Yes, whatever you do, keep a straight face. Last time it took us three days to get him down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair. And then uh, Nigel says, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. And tell our enemies that they may take our lives. But they'll never take our freedom! Anything with that Australian bloke out of Gladiator, I think he means Russell Crowe. And I'm Javier! Um, and the top uh, the top failing has to be Dick Van Dyke trying it on with Mary Poppins, something like that. So, there we go. Interesting. Dick Van Dyke was the one that I expected we'd have come up, because I think he's like one of the most famously bad accents. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with 
Tell me why, Zoo. Yeah, I don't even know like whether he was attempting an accent. He's just, he's just. I don't even yeah. know what the accent was, but I'm saying him anyway. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Yeah, I think I think Tommy Wiseau is a fair answer. Um, I should have thought of an answer for this. I can't think of anything. I can think of so many good accents, and I can't think of many awful ones. Um, but. It'll come to me. So, version of me editing this. Add insert audio saying what your answer is. Honestly, I'm tired and I've got no idea. Stop asking me these things, past self. So, is that... That's is that it. it? Yeah. Where can they you find us on social media? Follow, I was literally just upset. You can go ah. and follow us on Instagram via at loverosiepod. I think. Yes. I've done it so many times and I keep forgetting. Um, and that's the same. I think it's... Same on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, and then our email is at loverosypod nope, gmail.com. There we go. There we go. Guys, it's it's the end of the week. Uh, (laughs) I'm tired. Yeah, you can find us all there. You can also find us on IMDb if you're Mm -hmm. that way inclined and on Podchaser and I still own. haven't done my Podchaser thing because for some reason it's so awkward to make an account. But yeah. either way, you can probably find. you can find our show on there, and yeah. we'll be sorting out Podchaser exactly. at some point. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so for much for listening. And there were so many tangents. See... This episode might have been like five minutes long. Who knows? Um... <laughs> be funny if it is because it's the longest one we've done so far. Well, no, not so far. In the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Anyway, goodbye, listeners. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Bye. The Love Rosie podcast theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of Reprise from the Love Rosie soundtrack, originally composed by Ralph Reganmayer. The Love Rosie podcast is produced by Bottle Productions and is distributed by Lemon Drop Studio. For more podcasts and blogs, visit lemondrops.com. <laughs>